Uh, we've been watching this thing called Parent Test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so there's like two Black families. One is a, a gay single dad. Um, he And he was purposeful, like oh, IVFs. Um, wow. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> I don't want um, to see it that bad, but okay. So... And he talks about he is what is it? I'm going to say exceptionalism. I don't remember what his parenting style is. So this kid is doing like everything under the sun. He's learning like Mandarin and two other languages and this and that because he wants to prepare him for the world. He's going to be like the, the, the best person he could be. And I find that concept very interesting because he's like in the sense that he thinks like if I prepare him by being the most literate, mm-hmm. physical, yeah. all-knowing person, then that will shield him. And I think that doesn't shield you at all from anything. Like, yeah, you can do everything in the world right. and people make decisions about you just looking at you. They don't right. care like how literate, how whatever. Maybe right. after they meet you a couple of times, mm-hmm. they will make different decisions about you but like the idea that like these families have that I will say both of them have that like not that I'm bashing education or anything like that but that makes a difference really Mm -hmm. in the world when the rubber hits the road is very interesting to me because I look at it totally different. Like, yes, I want my kids to be well-rounded and empathetic and all that kind of stuff. But you need to know that makes absolutely no difference when yeah. you're sitting in front of somebody who already has a preconceived notion. Right. You're not going to convince them by speaking to them in French or any of those things. Like this guy said he bought like a bigger house because his son said, that's what rich white people do or something like that. Mm. So like they bought a bigger house. Like, yeah, we got a big house, but we got five people in this house and it feels very small sometimes. Like it was not based on like any kind of like perception. Yeah, we live in a white neighborhood, all that stuff. But Mm. I was just like, oh, we like this house. It seems good. We're going to buy it. Like, so 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 it's kind of like if I assimilate to the white culture, then they'll they're going to accept me. accept me yes and which I feel is- like and so I feel like that is like a <laughs> I don't know how to say it like like you're talking about first generation like you've not been assimilated into mm-hmm. the white culture already so you're trying to figure out how to do that and how to make it better for your next kid to do that yeah. whereas like I spent my whole like childhood in white culture and I feel like it does not change like no one black person does not change their idea about every other black person like oh I know Kim she's cool she's smart she's my black friend oh but that person they may be xyz I I find that so interesting it it is I have a friend she kind of does that as well where it's like she teaches her kids so her kids are very fair skinned and she teaches them to basically assimilate and it's like you but but I feel like as people of color you have two choices you either assimilate 
or you are you rebel against it. And it's like it feels like there's no middle ground ground. at all. It's like, yeah, oh, somebody's either going to see that you're oh, you're trying to be like them, whatever it is. But sometimes it's like I feel like I have to do this to be in this space so that other Mm -hmm. people can get into the space. Yeah. But like to your point you can be in that space and they already have written you off because you're a woman that, or you're a person of color or whatever it is. You just walk in and they already have prejudged you. Yeah. And And never open up that opportunity for you to actually prove them wrong or get to know them. And so I, the other thing I find interesting, since you said it, fair skin, you know, I don't know if we record this for a podcast, but I had issues with having fair skinned children, like in the beginning, like walking around with my very light child that people Mm -hmm. thought like I was a nanny or like Mm -hmm. other things, like nobody ever like said like, oh, are you her mother kind of thing? It's clear that they didn't think that these were your kids. Like, oh, so they, somebody asked me once when it was just summer and Ruby, like, do they have the same dad? Get out my face and don't make me punch you. At the pet store. Like not somebody who knew me or anything like that. Like, why would you even think it was a pro? Like, I guess that's a cultural thing that you would think it would be appropriate to ask, like, or anything like that. People. Oh, so this was a black lady that asked this? I think it was like, or a mixed lady or something like, but it's just like, like, why? Like, you just see, you won't even see my whole family. Like, maybe if you saw all of us together, you'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, but that don't even matter. Like, do you understand how genetics works? Because so I have, yeah, I I have had like I, I so I don't obviously have that problem for most people. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think about it as like um, when I think of a white male who has a darker skinned child because they are mixed <laughs> and. I think of it that I, I look at that and I'm like, that's unfair for them to just think, you know, that that's that their kid or whatever. But also these white men out here kidnapping kids. So yeah. like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Hey, but I, I also thought like, does this hurt my child? Like, is she like accepted by her peers and her teachers look at her one way? And do they look at her a different way once they see what her mother looks like? Ooh. I ha- I like I tell you I had issues like I literally like had issues first like, people looking at me with this yeah, blonde yeah. hair blue eyed child yeah with the first one yeah um and then issues like once she got into school and all those things like because the first time I went like every time I went to summer school I mean we look like twins so they'd be like yeah. oh you're summer's mom. <laughs> super easy then you walk into ruby's classroom and they're like and whose mother are you you? and it even happened once when nico was in the nicu and i walk up to nico's thing and they're like so because it was like a new nurse and she's like oh like who are you here for or wanting to talk to me about another baby and i'm like nope this one is mine yeah she's like oh sorry yeah oh wow i so I wonder this this kind of came in my mind because my so my cousin's cousin is fair skinned. She had long hair, but um, she didn't know she was black. 
for a long time like a long time her teacher had to ask their parents like tell their parents <laughs> like uh she doesn't know that she's like she like feel it was like the standardized test mm-hmm. she filled in that she was white and it was like are you sure did you and she was like and it's kind of <laughs> like oh so as a black person you don't feel like or a darker skinned person you don't really have to have that conversation yeah but do you have to have that con- do you think you have to have the conversation so- with your kids with I think it's an interesting like spectrum of it. So mm-hmm. I think that Ruby knows, understands she's black, she's fine with it. I asked her if she had an issue or like she ever thinks about that issue that like she's light. And then when I come in, I'm her like obviously black, darker skinned mother. Um <laughs> and she's like, no, it's fine. But we have asked Nico before, like, okay, what are you? He'd be like, I'm white. Like <laughs> where where do you get this concept from like and I think it's just like I don't think it comes with all those like connotations with it Mm -hmm. like um white but like hey I'm light mommy's dark daddy's light like this is just the way what it is is. yeah Yeah. I I look more like these people who say that they're white than I do and not realizing that genetically this yeah. is what you are yes but more of i look like this person so i must yeah, be yeah. this is my color like obviously mommy you're brown right i'm white and like yeah. even we were uh dating nick's nephew was like compared us all to like ice creams like your chocolate Ooh, okay. and this and then like well what's uncle nick grand vanilla <laughs> 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 so obviously not, not exactly <laughs> vanilla so you're that fancy vanilla oh right right <laughs> that's funny that's funny to me so yes that's the concept of all of that and like it was obviously like something inside of me that felt imposterish or inadequate mm-hmm. as like oh I'm this black mom with these very light children and is my presence making a difference in the way that they're perceived like are they perceived differently without me there with Nick there versus per how they're perceived with their black mother there and and, gave birth to them right and and (laughs) not that it matters And now are they being treated differently now that they know? Yes. I don't necessarily think so. Like, I think most of the arenas that we have gone into, I always see, assume there is that bias. And Mm I wrongly try Mm -hmm. to overcome that and be like extra involved like not that I'm not extra involved but like make sure that I am involved so they're not like oh look at that black parent because I have seen that like in preschool where it was the one little black girl whose parents forgot to send a lunch with her on the one day you needed a lunch for preschool and all this other stuff and I'm like oh and that's something else we could talk about like overcompensating because of your blackness where it's like I remember when I first got a like a real job and you go out to a restaurant we would over tip because we didn't want to be the black mm-hmm. people that didn't tip and yes. you know and and we would just yes. go above and beyond regardless of what the service was like because we didn't want to be yes. black people, even though we're leaving yeah 
And so now I make a conscious effort just to tip normally, unless I thought it was exceptional service. Yeah. And then you just get like an extra 5%. Yeah. Like I'm not doing, I'm very cognizant of it now. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah. I, this, this totally needs to be like an episode, yes. right. To talk yeah. about these things. Cause I think you get into that thing where you're like, I don't want them to think this way. So let right. me do this to prove that I got. And it's like, do they even really care? Do and they do really they care? even think that? Or do they think <laughs> that poor girl just gave me some extra to try to prove she better than right. me or she on this level that she probably not on or something like mm-hmm. like what do they think? Who knows? Who knows? We've just like <laughs> imposed our own thoughts on whatever it is. And they're just yes. like, I just trying to, I'm just trying to clean this table to get to the next one. They probably yeah. thought twice or they're like Applebee's and they got to share their tips. And they're just like, <laughs> don't even really matter. Yeah. So yes, that whole concept of like trying to overcompensate mm-hmm. to make up for what you feel the shortcomings of the race are. Right. The transgressions <laughs> of all of these other black people. And I'm just like, okay, why we got to put the whole weight of the black culture on our backs? So on our you- trip to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta hold it down when we're at Applebee's. It's like <laughs> that was the college trip. That was in the college trip. Mm-hmm. That was that will yeah. <laughs> that was fancy college. And now it's just like we going for what? Are we picking somebody up? <laughs> Why are we going? It really <laughs> truly <laughs> are we picking up and it's not even just somebody. Are we picking up your child? <laughs> I don't even know the last time. Been to Applebee's. It probably I wasn't or anything. No, I did order from Olive Garden the other day. I ain't going there, but I did. Like, but I don't feel like that. It was like, oh, if we're gonna do this, let's go to this place because they got better. They got better. They see, got better. Never see. This is the bouginess in us. This <laughs> yes, is, we had the I'm bougie the, episodes, the unapologetically bougie. Yes, yes. <laughs> we've earned it. Earned it exactly. If I'm gonna spend my money. I want you know, to, nice. I want something nice. Yes. Okay. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of a whole nother level, we invite you to join us on Instagram at WNL underscore podcast. Please rate and review us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Erica and Kim letting you know that you can always take your life to a whole nother level.